have to hand it to EE- sometimes they disappoint, but other times they nail it, and for me, this was one of those other times. It wasn't all quite what I expected, but it turned out even better somehow. We first glimpsed the pair of them walking through the market, in the background of a Keegan and Eve scene. And they look quite close, don't they? Seems like the outdoor social distancing rules may have relaxed. Or maybe it's very clever camera trickery. Either way it is lovely to see them side by side instead of one walking out in front like they've had to do previously. As they reach Keegan at his stand, Callum yells over to him to welcome him back, and it goes really nicely with Ben's donation to the fund last week. Love the community feel. Outside the cafe, Callum is confused when Ben doesn't appear to be stopping, he thought they were going in for lunch. It seems Ben had forgotten to mention that he had a business meeting with Kirat. And I find it really cute how much this annoys Callum because he wanted to have lunch with Ben. He doesn't hide it and Ben warns him not to give him that look, just because he got the day off, meaning, presumably, that just because Callum got the day off doesn't mean he's going to get his way with Ben, who has work things to do. Except, of course, that he does after all because as soon as Callum throws out a little strappy all right, fine, Ben ends up assuring him that it'll only be half an hour and that they can go for a drink in the Albert after. Callum reiterates the half hour to warn him not to be any longer, and Ben suggests that if he's not half an hour then Callum can always get some other bloke's number, and there it is, the confirmation that Ben's still not over it. However, he's framed it as a joke and that's how Callum takes it, a bit of teasing, so when he clocks a good-looking man walking past, and Ben tells him off for letting his eyes wander, Callum takes the opportunity to tease back, suggesting that he might just do that if the good-looking man is there. As in, he might take his number? He grins at his own joke and leaves it at that, winking at Ben before turning away, and poor Ben is thrown a bit off kilter. The thing is that Callum doesn't know that there's any lingering insecurities after the whole Freddy thing, as far as he's concerned it was all sorted and that Ben is aware there's nothing to it. And to him, a joke about taking someone else's number if Ben is late is just a bit of a jokey payback for Ben abandoning him for lunch. It's really taking the bait that Ben put out there in the first place, and I guess that surprises Ben. Bless him. If Callum was going to cheat, or even have thoughts about doing so, he'd hardly announce it to Ben's face with a wink. And I'm sure Ben knows that too, he's just feeling a bit wobbly. When we cut to Ben in Ruby's club with Kirat, we can see that he's distracted, desperately trying to make sure he meets his half-hour deadline or else Callum will be out collecting phone numbers in the Albert. Which of course isn't actually true, but Ben's taking no chances. He admits to Kirat that he's not really listening, he's on a promise and even suggests that they pick whatever they're doing up later. At that point, Gray appears wanting to speak to Ben, and Ben tells him it's not a good time, he's trying to get away as quickly as he can and this is holding him back. He gives him 30 seconds, and Gray explains that he's gone out on his own and is looking for clients, in particular criminals, and he was hoping Ben would send some his way. Ben throws Gray off momentarily by asking him why he thinks Ben knows any criminals, which amuses Kirat. Ben sees Gray floundering and puts him out of his misery by admitting he's just joking, but then asks why he'd help him. A very good question. Even when Gray mentions a fee, Ben's not keen on the idea of being his agent-slash-clerk, and so turns him down. Kirat then pipes up, motivated by the urge to repay Gray for getting him out of the Mitchell House fire in September and asks Ben why he's turning down an opportunity for some cash for doing very little, all he has to do is put a word in for Gray to his contacts that need a lawyer and he gets a cut of the fee. No downsides, except for the fact he's associating with a serial killer, but they don't know that. It's hard to argue with, 
and Ben reluctantly changes his mind and agrees to the arrangement, but insists on a 20% cut. Gray's got nothing to lose so he doesn't haggle the price, and with that, Ben's up and away. It looks like Ben has made it in time, as he and Callum chat in the Albert. Ben's telling him about his deal with Gray, and even suggests Callum could come in on the operation by keeping Gray's business cards at the station for any criminals that need it. Ben's honesty isn't even the best part of this moment, it's when Callum makes a face and suggests that the idea of him getting a cut for passing on business cards for a dodgy lawyer is just a little bit unethical, and Ben makes a face in turn as if to say since when did you care about that? Holding up a jokey little warning finger, that's peak Balam. Not least when Callum just rolls his eyes and looks away, because he knows as well. The talk then turns to Christmas, as Callum remembers he got his work rota for the holidays and is pleased to reveal to Ben that he got it off, by it meaning, presumably, Christmas Day, lucky him, getting the day off two years in a row, Ben's pleased to hear it, and then asks whether they're going Mitchells or Highways. This is probably the most normal conversation Balam have ever had on screen, and it's very sweet. Even more so when Callum says he'd rather spend Christmas by themselves, just them. Which to me implies they're not even going to be on the square at Christmas, if they're not at the Mitchell house or even spending Christmas with Stuart and Rainey. And they'd have the right idea, the best place to be in Walford over Christmas is away from it completely. Ben does scoff a little at the thought but as we all know, he normally ends up going along with Callum's wishes so I now doubt very much that we'll see them on the big day. At that point, Callum catches the eye of the man they saw in the market earlier, who's sitting at the bar. He points him out to Ben and suggests the man join him for a drink. Ben turns around to see who he means, realizes it's the man from earlier, and is definitely not enamored with the idea of joining him for a drink, turning back and barely concealing his apprehension to Callum. But Callum eggs him on, asking what the harm is. Ben's absolutely not convinced, but he sees that Callum wants to so he paints on a smile and agrees, what is the harm? Bless him. Thing is I think Callum just wants to interact with other gays, he obviously enjoyed himself at Gay Icons Night, and wants to experience more of that. Just innocently enjoying the company of attractive men and learning more about different people in the scene, and doing it with Ben. He's seizing this chance while it's there, and doesn't have the same apprehension as Ben does, Ben knows the scene and what inviting someone for a drink tends to mean, but Callum has basically no experience of it, of having a drink and having it mean anything more than a friendly chat. So then we return to the three of them, sat at the bar having that drink. They're in a different place than the spoiler pictures, so maybe the location was changed or they took photos in a different place because it was better, who knows. But anyway, attractive market man, and the credits as Woody, if you can believe it, so we'll call him that, is getting to know Balam and asks how they got together. It's amusing to hear how they explain their story to outsiders, saying they got together at Callum's wedding to a woman sounds dramatic enough, let alone all the things they left out such as the siege and Ben being shot at the non-reception. It's cute how they marked the wedding as the moment they got together though, because it was in the flat immediately afterwards that they had that hug and the tender moment on the bed, and then in the hospital after the siege when they agreed to give it a go, when it became more than a one-time thing in the park, they actually wanted to be together. So presumably they've agreed to have that as the standard meet-cute story. Limits the questions, I guess. Woody jokes that they've all been there, but when Callum asks if he really has, excited that someone else possibly had the same experience as him, it becomes apparent that Woody just said it for something to say, he actually can't relate after all. But he turns to Ben and asks about him, 
and before Ben can even respond, Callum answers for him, as Ben had answered for him earlier, informing Woody with some glee that Ben actually got a woman pregnant, he's got a daughter. Woody suggests it's a sign of some skeletons in Ben's closet, but Ben corrects him to say that Lexi is hardly a skeleton, she only lives round the corner. Lexi is his pride and joy and he's not about to let anyone suggest she's a mistake or a regret, and I like that a lot. Woody tells him he respects it, which earns a pleased little smirk from Ben, I think he's enjoying himself despite his reservations. Woody comments that the boys have certainly lived a bit, to which Callum responds more than a bit. Which is true, and he and Ben know how true it is. Except Woody is given the wrong impression because I don't think he was referring to all the drama Balam have endured over the years, I think he's taken from the conversation that Ben and Callum have experimented and as a result they might be up for quite a lot, including something involving the three of them. He does a nudge-nudge-wink-wink about the three of them being there together which Ben catches on to, but sweet Callum is completely oblivious, cheerfully raising his drink in agreement which made me laugh out loud, and it alarms Ben as he tries to press pause on his life in that moment, insisting that they aren't anywhere, and he's corrected by Callum, who's all confused as he reminds Ben that they are somewhere, in here having a drink. He thinks Ben is being silly, and Ben's sitting there starting to realize that Callum has no idea what the implication is and wondering when the penny is going to drop for him. And as an aside, the chorus to Girls Aloud's love machine coming in just as Woody's intentions are revealed is so funny, perfectly timed. Even when Woody asks if it's time to take it back to theirs, rude that he's just assumed Balam are hosting, by the way, though he wouldn't be suggesting that if he knew they were on a single bed in the spare room, Callum's still confused about why they'd do that, but a tiny little eyebrow raised from Ben and suddenly he realizes, doing his best impression of a goldfish as he flounders. Woody's been angling for a threesome and Callum had no idea until this moment. So pure. And I think seeing Callum's shocked reaction reassures Ben somewhat as well, that he really didn't have any intentions to go further than a drink, wasn't even thinking about it, didn't even know anything else was on offer. Woody's telling them to lead the way so Ben asks him if they could just have a minute. He leans in towards Callum who looks both horrified and amused at the situation they're in. Although when Ben starts by suggesting if Callum wants to, it's not off the table, even though he clearly doesn't want to, he'd be willing to do it for Callum, what a good husband, there's just pure horror as he hisses back without a trace of hesitance that of course he doesn't. I think for Ben, it was just the dregs of his insecurity making him offer it, the fact that Callum was so oblivious the whole time did most of the work but he wants to make absolutely sure it's not something that Callum wants. But no, Callum insists that he's got everything he needs right here, e, the two of them. The sap. And it works, as Ben softens and they share soppy smiles, before remembering they have a third will to get rid of and Ben does the honors, apologizing to Woody as he says they're on a promise. That's one way to do it. Woody doesn't take it very well, affronted that they let him buy doubles if it wasn't leading anywhere, and flounces off. Ben doesn't look sorry in the slightest, and Callum's reaction is even more cheeky, tipping his drink as if to say oh well, I'm drinking it now, thanks I guess. He then chuckles into his whiskey as Ben chuckles back, shaking his head, partly due to his own silliness I think, the fact he was worried about Callum wanting more when Callum's demonstrated that it's the furthest thing from his mind. I was also reminded of the scene with Ben and Kathy before the wedding where Ben says that Callum's dopey innocence drew him in and he was worried he'd killed it, but clearly he has nothing to fear. I think it's a lovely balance between Callum being attracted to men and being confident in expressing that, and the naivety that comes from simply not being interested in going any further because he's got Ben. 
The thing is that Callum's not used to being seen as attractive, when he was in the closet he lamented how he tried to ask out loads of girls on a night out and never got anywhere, and part of the fear of losing Whitney came from the fact that she was the only girl he had any success with and he didn't think he'd ever have that again. He had to make an effort, because he wasn't being himself. It makes sense to me that he simply hasn't realized that his confidence is attractive as hell, and that he doesn't have to try as hard as he did before. I think he wants to make friends within the community and because he's so earnest and sincere with it, it's appealing to someone who might be looking for more. And that's really what I think this might all be about, Callum finding a way of engaging with a community he wants to actively be part of without breaking hearts. Honestly, what an episode. I think it was just perfectly pitched, for both of them as characters. And ending on a happy note too, Merry Christmas to us.